Somebody say Lady Cougars on three. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lady Cougars on three, where we chit chat, chill and spill. It's your girl, Asia. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Leslie. What's popping? It's your girl, Sherry. Don't forget to follow us over on Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for good vibes. Also, listen to our playlist over on Spotify as well. So for today's video, we're going to be talking all about money, honey. Where the money reside. Where the money reside. Hey. <laughs> Joining us today will be Chris Chavius. He is a financial coach, and we're going to be asking him some financial related questions. So we're going to get all in his business because we need to know where the money reside. Okay. Okay. So, so now we have Chris joining us as we promised. So Chris, tell us about yourself you. and what hey, we Chris. should know. All right. Well, first off, I want to thank you all for having me this evening. Uh, I really appreciate it that you, you know, and I'm uh, thankful that you thought of me for your podcast. Welcome. I want to thank you again for having me on, but your name is Chris Chavius. I'm a financial coach um, with Dave Ramsey's, um, I'm a certified Dave Ramsey's financial coach, and I also work for Transamerica as well as a financial planner. Um, they're very passionate about personal finance. Been passionate about it for quite some time now, probably since my mid twenties, but I really got into the business about three years ago. Um, you know, I still work in another job as well. I do real estate investing. Um, I'm a girl dad. So, <laughs> you know, I've got a daughter that's four. She keeps me very busy and very tired. Uh, <laughs> she yeah. keeps me busy when I watch your Instagram stories. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like today, I took her swimming today to kind of wear out a little bit. So it's seven mm-hmm. o'clock. She'll go down. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear her out. And even then, she's not tired so yeah yeah that's a little bit about me yeah well again thank you you're welcome welcome to the show um so what we like to do with all of our guests before we get into the conversation is to do kind of like an icebreaker and so our icebreaker today we are doing a would you rather game and so we're going to present you with two options and you are going to give us and you can elaborate if there's a time that you feel like you need to elaborate more on why you made that choice feel free um, but we want to hear your options on um, a couple of things that we throw in front of you. I'll so Sherry's going to Sherry's going to kick us off. Yes. OK, so this first one comes straight from Twitter <laughs> because Twitter is sort of a cesspool for financial misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, would you rather take right now in the moment two million dollars cash or four thousand a week for life? Oh, easy. Four thousand a week for life. Yeah, definitely. Because over time, it's going to continue to grow. You know, with that that two million is going to get spent over time. So that hmm. yeah, that's definitely. too easy. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking. Well, we're gonna start them off a little slow. Pick yeah. it up. <laughs> Asia, go ahead. Okay. Would you rather have your student loan debt wiped away or free healthcare for a year or free healthcare forever? Oh, free healthcare forever. I don't handle student loans. I was just about to say, it's just student loan debt already nope. right away. <laughs> I don't have any loans, but well, can you speak still, from the perspective of, still, perspective of someone have, who has? If I did have loans, healthcare forever for sure. I mean, it's expensive, and it's yes. only going to get more expensive. Mm-hmm. So I could pay off the student loan debt, but them bill, the medical bills will continue to rise. Yes. Okay. Would you rather be 
100% debt free or have a good credit score? Oh, debt free. Debt free for sure. Yeah, credit, credit, if I'm debt free, I mean, the way I look at it is with credit, I don't really need to unless I'm buying a house or buying a car. I don't really lean on, I'm not real big on credit scores, more so, more importantly, I'm big on debt freedom and debt management. So you can have a good credit score, but yeah, definitely debt free. See, that's a point that a lot of people don't think about. So thank you for highlighting that. Sherry, back to you. Similar question. Would you have, would you rather have zero dollars in cash right now or zero debt? <laughs> that face. <laughs> I don't want either one. <laughs> right. Zero cash. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I, 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 neither. You have to choose one. You have to choose one. <laughs> Zero debt? No? Okay. I don't yeah, like this I think I would choose it. <laughs> <laughs> See, the first one was, oh, that's too easy. Right. <laughs> zero debt, zero cash. I'm still, I'm screwed either way. Yeah. 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 But some people live that life, though, you know? All right, Asia, it's on you. Yes. Okay. Would you rather take four budget vacations in a year or one luxury vacation? Four budget vacations a year, only because I'm big on experiences. So, you know, you have that one good luxury trip, but four vacations, I'll take that for sure. That's fair. Four new experiences. Would you want to be forever 21 years old physically if it also meant that you were 21 years old forever financially? Think about where you were at 21. No. <laughs> At 21, no. Absolutely not. I was struggling. <laughs> Where are we all? Yeah, I, was I mean, most of us were still in college. Yeah, right? I, came out of, I was getting out of college. I got out of college at 21 and was thrown into the streets. <laughs> 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 not really, no. But no, I just wasn't, I, I didn't have, when I was 21, that was a year after 9-11. So the job oh, offer that I had with Lockheed Martin was, um, they did a hiring freeze. So I didn't have a job. Wow. So I came out of school and I was working for a sneaker store. I was working at Finish Line. Oh, Finish Line. Finish Line and a mailroom at a company. And it was like the worst time. I'm like, I have a college, college degree from Hampton University. Asian? And I'm working at a sneaker shop. And I'm working in the mailroom of a company. Man. It was a humbling experience, too. So it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the journey. Right. Yeah. No, nah, I don't want that life. 21. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. All right, last one. Um, Sherry will do you one more time. All right. Okay. So, so you received a gift of ten thousand dollars. We're gonna imagine you have debt. <laughs> okay. Do you, you could use that ten thousand dollars to pay off debt, or save and invest the ten thousand dollars? I'm paying off the debt because that will free up money for me to invest. Again, these good are answer. Good, good answer. questions because we're like, these are little things that people don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, I mean, some people would go straight to invest it, you know, because they mm-hmm. think that they can pay the debt down with the money that they invest. But what mm-hmm. if you lose that $10,000? Mm-hmm. You know, so then what happens? So you'll still be 
you'd be losing and still having to pay down that debt. So I definitely pay down the debt, you know, free up some money to I can put towards my investments. There we go. Okay, sounds good. Y'all had me sweating. Don't <laughs> 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 all right well thank you for participating in our game had you on the hot seat but it's all good so we're going to get into today's conversation um you kind of dabbled in a little bit about your financial starting but if you can give us a little bit of background on what made you want to switch careers like you said you've been interested in finance for a long time but you've only been doing it for the past three years so what made you want to kind of take the leap into that um, to be honest with you, it was, um, probably the death of my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, I was like, well, how's that it's kind of tie into it? So I always, my thing was, I always wanted to, to be a, have a financial literacy academy for kids. Right. You know, so, you know, if someone asked you the question, what would you do for a living if money didn't matter? Mm-hmm. It was always, I would be a teacher, but not in the traditional sense. Cause I need to be able to talk to you outside of school mm-hmm. and be able to, yoke you up if I, you know, if I need to. <laughs> oh, but, yes. You know, but it was always to do work with kids and teach them financial, um, personal finance, right? Mm-hmm. But then I, but my goal was when, this was when money wasn't an issue anymore. So this is after I saved enough money, I was living in a comfortable place financially and I could work, start working with kids then, right? But then it's like my mom passed. I'm like, God, my mom died at 60. And it was like, well, she died at 60. Like, do I really want to put off some of these things that I want to do later in life? Mm-hmm. Right. If time's not really promised. Right. So, and it was, it was that, and I listened to a lot of podcasts. So when I go for walks in the morning. I listen to a podcast mm-hmm. and this one podcast it was a motivational podcast. I always start with a motivational podcast first. And the speaker was saying, I can't remember who it was, but they said, um, how many people's lives depend on your dreams? Mm. And I was like, I, I was walking, I stopped. And I was like, wait, what? Like, how many people's lives depend on your dreams? So mm-hmm. if I'm going to delay my dreams to 20 years down the line, how many lives have been impacted by me not helping them out with their finances? Wow. So it was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Just start now. And so, so I'm doing it, you know, I started off, you know, I was real big on Dave, Dave Ramsey's. I mean, listening to him helped me and my wife get our financial situation in a better place. It wasn't bad, but it helped us to be more thoughtful about our money or more intentional. Um, so I still work nine to five, but I also do this on the side, you know? So, I mean, I love it. I love it. The fact that whenever I speak to a client and they walk away, Think, and they're saying, thank you so much. I didn't know about this type of stuff. And, you know, you changed, you changed the trajectory of my, my finances and, you know, some of the things I've been doing over the last couple of years. Like, that's what makes things, makes life worth it. You know what I'm saying? It makes this, um, this career worth it is the impact that it causes. My nine to five, it's no impact. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's cool. It, it pays the bills, but people aren't thanking me at work. <laughs> you know a few people do sometimes you know because I'm a coach too I'm a coach I'm an IT coach so I do coach in the, in the nine to five I do coach on a side hustle you know but the goal is to make the side hustle the real hustle so yeah. interesting 
I was going to switch gears and just uh, tell us about your financial backstory, like the good, the bad, the ugly. How'd you get here? You know, what sort of mistakes did you maybe make in the beginning or early on in your 20s? And, and how'd you get to where you are now? Uh, so y'all already know at 21, I was broke. <laughs> 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 no, but, you know, but when I started, you know, when I started, when I moved to D.C. and I worked, I actually didn't then got a job at Lockheed Martin. So the next year they, he, they hit me up and said, hey, are you still looking for a job? Mm-hmm. Yes. Get me out of here. And so I moved to D.C. and I started working at Lockheed Martin. Um, I've never been bad with money, but I haven't been great with money. So, you know, being from North Carolina, it's not really a big party city, you know, going to Hampton is cool, you know, but it's not really a big city, but moving to DC and I'm making good, I'm making good money now, you know what I'm saying? So we would go out all the time and I didn't invest. I say what was good money then. Sorry. When I when I moved to DC, when I, when I was moved to DC, I was 22, and I was making 55. Okay. Sheesh, it's people in their 40s not making that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's so black. 55, 22, DC, love nightclub. Yeah. Can you? Right. No, it was um. A Street Dream. Lounge. On what was it? Dream. VIP. H2O. Yeah. Um. 1223. Mm. Yep. And, and about the crazy thing was is that we did it every day. Yeah, yep. we every, did so. <laughs> we were right there. So just imagine like all the money being spent, you know. And if I had, you know, and if I had to do it again, I would have got a roommate. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have got like a house with three people in that thing, and you know, split the cost of rent versus having my own place. And it would have been more fun living in the city. I was out in Fairfax, you know, but, but to answer your question, though, in my 20s, like even like I got to my late 20s, I still wasn't doing the investing I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. I was in an investment group with some friends and we made some good money, but I wasn't investing as an individual. And I had like two cars, a motorcycle, like, but I didn't really have much debt. You know, I would pay the things off really quickly. But it's like, yo, looking back on it, did I really need two cars? No, I didn't. You know, and like maintenance expensive cars, like BMWs, you know, I didn't really need that type of stuff then. And I mm-hmm. wish I would have taken my money and, and, and truly started to invest it back then. I didn't even start investing until I got in my 30s. And I'm now 40. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I didn't really have any ugly moments the main thing was i just didn't have any intentional moments with my money so i really wasn't doing the right things with my money mm-hmm. you know until later on but i feel like when you when you get married and you have a child your perspective changes you know mm-hmm. so it's no longer you know about me anymore what i'm doing it's about what can i do how can i provide for them and so it, it changes your mindset and your money changes as well yeah okay so would you feel like you are at a level of financial stability? Oh, yeah. Yeah, now. Mm-hmm. So what is like a quick short list for those who are trying to reach that goal as well? Like what are some some key things that they can take away from this conversation to do to get started to get to that point? Honestly, I, I would say first. Have Wait a minute. A- let me get my pen. <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly, I was saying there's a couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. 
look at your, I would say, look at your money um, as your, the things in your items in your household. um, Everything should have a place, right? Your money that you make, every dollar that comes into your pocket should have a place. Track it. That's what your job, that's what our companies do. They have a financial department that tracks all their expenses and everything, right? Think of yourself as a corporation. Track everything so then you know exactly what's coming in and what's going out, right? Budget, have goals, right? So if you want to buy a house, there's no reason why you should be saving money in your savings account with all your other savings, you know? Have a house budget, you know, mm-hmm. and, and put your, make sure you allocate a certain amount of money towards that goal. If, you know, Asia, you love to travel, you know, so I have clients that love to travel like that. You know, I would say, do you have a travel budget? No, I don't have a travel budget, you know, like take a hundred dollars, you know, every time you get paid or two hundred dollars every time you get paid and put it off to the side, you know, so when you put it off to the side and automate it, right? Don't do it manually, make it automated. So it goes over there automatically and it will begin to grow and you won't be spending your checking account money for your vacations. You have it all over there. So have I, I do tell people that too. have a travel, yeah. like it's the travel account. You don't even think about it. Like the money, like little, it just little stuff just goes in there and you don't even think twice about it. And then by the time you're ready to travel, you have a little cushion. If, if even if it's just a little cushion of just spending money, you have yeah. it. And you know, the other thing about that, if you have that travel budget, don't have a debit card for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't have a debit card for it. So that way you're not inclined to spend it. Mm, you know, yeah. you have to move that money or right. transfer that money to your other account to truly spend it. So mm-hmm. let that thing add up, you know, and put it into an account. Like I like, you know, put it into an account. The sucky, the sucky thing is now with the economy, the high interest earning accounts aren't really producing like they used to. Right. Yeah. Like, like early 2000s, mid 2000s, like you get a, like I had an ING account. Or as a capital three, I'm still with them. Yep, to me those, too. Yeah, percent, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, word. We don't. Yeah. But now the, the rates are like 1.15 or something like that. Mm. Yeah, you know. But put your money into something that's going to grow a little bit. That's mm-hmm. great. You know. So there's there's all types of them. You know, my clients they use TransAlpha, TransAlpha account, which is kind of like an Acorn or a Betterment. Oh yeah, I use Acorns. Yeah. Yeah, so like that. So put your travel fund in something like that that's going to actually continue. That trans, trans who? Trans alpha. Trans alpha. Trans who? <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, so I work, so part-time I work for Trans America. So that's our yeah. um, rebel advisor on okay. account. Yeah, because I used, um, I know for a while I used Digit, which was sort of a micro yep. savings account. I used that. Would go in, and that was my travel budget account. Mm-hmm. And that paid for multiple vacations where it just yeah. pulled a little bit of money, you know, periodically rounded up a couple of my purchases. And li- next thing you know, it's like there's a couple thousand dollars in there and you could actually do stuff. Yep. And it, yeah. yeah. And, and there's so many things like that that so yes. many people don't know about. Yes. That's why this conversation is so important, especially right. for us as African Americans, mm-hmm. because I feel like already we're already coming from bottom trying to work our way up and so we have to do go above and beyond so i feel like this is information that we need because there's a lot of this is not given to us i I think like i was watching a um some documentary or something that was talking about changing the education system because it's why aren't we having financial literacy courses Uh available to them in high school because 
you know, I think about when I came out of high school and going into college and why I have the student loan debt that I do. Because one, my I didn't know. My parents didn't know as much as they needed to know. And we just signing off on loans like, okay, go ahead. We got to get you through school. You know, I came from like when I went into my freshman year, four of us were in school. Me and my brothers were in school and my mom was getting her master's. And FAFSA, FAFSA, <laughs> cared nothing about it. They yep. could care less. Yep. So yep. I think this is important to know and 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 definitely helpful. So I'm like, I'm over here. Ta- I am literally taking all my notes. Yes. Good, good. Well, I rewatched the, I wouldn't take notes, but I rewatched the episode a couple of times. So I'm going to take notes. <laughs> oh yeah, true. <laughs> what did you say? I said, she, I she rewatches it. So she yeah, I rewatched the episode a couple of times. So I'm going to take my notes then, but I, I'm listening. <laughs> okay. Since y'all quiz me, I'm gonna quiz y'all at the end. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm, about to say, Let's I'm gonna be like, <laughs> bye. I'm good for a quiz. <laughs> and I will I can tell you what I'm not about, doing. <laughs> I'll say one more thing about this financial stability piece, right? Yeah. Is people look at the word? I don't even. I don't even use it that much anymore. The word budget, because that's what I was getting into. Mm. You know, budget. But look at a budget. People look at budgets and think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Or restrictive. I can't do this because I budget. It's also it's, hard. But you gotta put your mindset around, like shift yeah. the paradigm to think that it's, it's a spending plan. It's just telling you where you where to spend your money. Look, you I like I mean? reframing. Yes, yeah, it's spending plan. It's a spending Not plan. a budget, but a spending <laughs> plan. plan. I'm yeah. come on with it. <laughs> you're already there if you if if, like entertainment or you getting your nails done that's if that's in your budget i have that yeah i definitely i definitely had that budget right we can even take a little segue to talk about some of the things that maybe we've done personally to like some of the pitfalls and things like that i know me i'm a spender yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm a spender frugal but still (laughs) a spender. So I had to go down and like itemize down to categories. And then the other thing, because there's so many tools out there, right? To create your spending plan. Um, And I used one of the ones that did come from Dave Ramsey, where it was like, okay, if you're going to, if you're going to save, save this percentage of your paycheck, you know, use this amount to debt. But I actually had to flip that and say, okay, what money am I bringing in? Yeah. What money do I absolutely have to attribute to bills or else I'm going to be hungry, cold or homeless <laughs> you know, or carless. So it's like the things I, I and then it's like, OK, the rest of the money. Now let's budget what's free and loose. And it's like, OK, what cost does it cost? Like what cost am I it bringing in or what money do I have to spend just to keep Sherry up? Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, locks. I have to budget for that um nails i was like i'm gonna sacrifice for a few months and we're not gonna do that to hit some goals it's hard but (laughs) um you know a few things like that nails massages things like that if if i'm going to put them in and then i also don't feel bad anymore because i think some of the things that i was doing was comparing myself to other people yeah where it's like you have how much saved you do what yeah oh well, you are comfortable with six roommates and <laughs> so, yeah, with six roommates and you're good with yeah. eating bologna and toast, you know, even though you make six figures. Cool. I'm not. So I just yeah. know it's going to take me a little bit more time 
mm-hmm. to get, you know, through my plan and I can make some sacrifices along the way, but am I going to eat bologna toast for a year or two? No. Am I about to have three people in my house renting our room? No. No, because you're going to have a new, you're going to have a hospital bill. Come on. That bologna going to tear your insides up. I mean, that too. But <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what have you guys been doing? Nobody. Uh, not, but not for a year. Yeah, not for a year though, but yeah, All right. you might get me stuck. Like, bologna still tastes the same in two, 2021 <laughs> <laughs> as it did in '85. Okay. <laughs> so, what were you asking, Sherry? What I was what asking you- if, like, what what sort of tips have y'all done in your everyday life for your financial, either freedom or financial plan for yourselves? What have you two mm-hmm. been doing? So, as a teacher where we don't get paid enough, America. Hello. I mean, I I can, like, I've learned to really make, a, like, a dollar out of 15 cents. And so, you know, a lot of, I've had a lot of people say to me, I had no idea. Like, my brother looked at my tax returns one year, and he said, how the hell are you making it? And I'm like, listen, where there's a will, there's a way. And so if that means I got to be at the Dollar Tree, but I'm very, I'm very frugal because I have to be, but, you know, I definitely want to get to a place where I don't feel like I always have to be this frugal, but, you know, I'm the first person that when you go in the store, I'm not getting ready to be in this regular section. I'm in the clearance section first. That's where I'm looking for first. And if I find like I've, the pandemic has definitely helped me to see where I was spending a lot of my money. And so for me, a lot of it was, I like food. I like eating out at nice places, but I don't go anywhere now. So I'm seeing the money that I've saved, but also like I, I do things like if I get over overtime um, where we're working extra hours, then I take that money, that extra money and put it into my savings. It's not even there, you know? And so doing things like that is helping me to build that savings. And so that in an emergency, I have this because I'm already prepared for it. So that is little things like that. Um, and then I can honestly say that I have, I'm just blessed because there have been times where, and that, which a lot of people don't talk about from the spiritual sense, I tithe. And so a lot of people, that's a hard thing for them. But I am a witness that from my tithing, there have been times where I have been down and it has been tight and out of nowhere, like some random blessing will come. A random check will come in the mail or something that should have cost cost me this, cost me this. So for me, um, I definitely want to get better with my savings because I feel like I'm always having to use it when I don't want to have to use it and I can't budget because it's like, yes, you guys are working these six figure jobs, but it takes some people 15, 20 years to even get to six figures as a teacher. And so that's, that's just unrealistic. So especially with having to pay back school loans and stuff like that. So for me, I think I want the help of knowing this is my small budget. Now, how do I work with this small spending plan <laughs> spending plan spending to be able plan. to do more and it's it's hard up here it's 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 a challenge Whoa. in the dmv it's it's a challenge listen um, this mm. market's not durham is not getting any better 
for and y'all know where I live. So. Y'all think North Carolina? You you come down here, you gonna save some money? You not? It's it's, up, it's skyrocketing out here. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. real. Yeah. What about you, Asia Bedasia? Well, <laughs> as as Sherry pointed out, where she lives, y'all know where I live, and the uh, <laughs> the money that it costs to live here. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, yo, I'm not living on the outskirts. I want to live in the city. So, of course, I'm going to have to pay a little bit more. But, again, you, like, you put that into your spending plan, and then you work accordingly. So, for me, that that was definitely a, a thing of importance for me. Um, one thing, one little trick that I started doing, doing during the pandemic was shop. Well, shopping isn't the trick, but if I shop, I'm putting that same amount into my savings account. Mm. So if I'm going to Zara, which I know that's my store, spending $100, then I'm going to put $100 into my savings account as well. Mm. So, and then it, it helps you slow down because it's like, okay, well, you know what? Do I really, basically, I'm essentially spending $200. Oh, so it's like, do I really want to spend this right now? Nah, so let me let mm. me slow down. So that's definitely like a, like a mind game I have to play with myself. Okay. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, I have this extra money. What am I going to do with it? Um, versus just going ahead and putting it in savings anyway. So, but I mean, it's a pandemic. You be bored. You just want something to do. I don't really, I don't get my hair. Well, even before the pandemic, I never really got my hair done. I wasn't into like getting my nails done. So that was like extra money that I didn't spend. But y'all know travel was my thing. So again, pandemic has been a year. Ain't really gone nowhere. So extra money. It's like, what am I doing with it? So it's like, I definitely had to, I feel like I had to play like mind games with myself when it comes to money within this past year. Um, but I definitely, I, I feel like it worked though. I definitely feel like I've seen an increase in, uh, in the money that I had. And also another thing with the pandemic, pandemic, my job, we did not get a pay increase in 2020. Oh. But thankfully, my my rent hasn't gone up. Teachers don't get pay increases often. Um, uh, well, so I don't want to hear about nobody's <laughs> bonuses. Those don't exist. I'm just, look, this is my story. This yeah. is my journey. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, but also my rent didn't go up. My rent hasn't gone up over since I moved in. My rent hasn't gone up. So that's a blessing in disguise as well. But um, but this year we are getting our, our pay increases. Hallelujah. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's just been a big old mind game over the past year of like what I'm doing with my money. Um, I've been a lot more diligent with checking my credit score, just making sure things are in alignment there. Um, and yeah, so that's just kind of where I am right now when it comes to money. So Chris, can you share, like I saw you post this tip on your Instagram page. Um, you mentioned that Isla is going into kindergarten next year. And so you, first of all, the amount that you said that you pay for daycare, I said that is unheard of. But um, share with us the tip that you that you decided to do, what you all decided to do with that money. Yeah, um, so, we, so we made the decision to do daycare forever. So, you know, in North Carolina, you know, you're paying... The kid, like in D.C., if we live in D.C. still, I love being in school at the age of three. Pre, mm -hmm. Pre-K, the schools have pre-K, so she'll be at school at three. But down here, pre-K is a daycare. So you don't go to school until actually kindergarten. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we were decided like, you know what? It's been five, four years of us never having that thousand dollars in our in our pockets. So let's not act like we have it now. Let's just take that thousand dollars and and put it into her fund. So when she was born, we put it away. Where we put it? we put away like about three hundred a month into a, a mutual fund account. Mm-hmm. Since the day she was born. And like whenever my father gives her a gift, like a cash gift or anyone gives her a gift, we put it in her in her investment account. And so we're just going to take that thousand and put it in an investment account on top of that 300 that we're already doing. So it's $1,300 a month. It's going to be going towards her investments. So because our goal is, I mean, ultimately, our goal is to make sure that her children are set for life. You know, the things that we're doing, the things that we're doing today, she's going to be set for life. You know what I'm saying? So but we want to make sure that her kids will be set for life and teach them the things so that their grandchildren can be set for life. Because I'm real passionate about everything. I, if you see me post on social media, all of us tied to generational wealth. Yeah. I don't want, I, I'm just tired of hearing people talk about, you know, spending on things that you don't need to be spending money on. And I like think- what? No, I do believe, and I do believe, you know, people, people will say, you know, we deserve nice things. And I completely agree. Right. I completely agree. <laughs> you have to have the right things in order first before you buy those nice things. Okay. Like, like what? Again, like in like in my 20s, I had a, a BMW, but I didn't have the, the, to your point, Leslie, stability. I didn't have three to six months of living expenses saved up. So I really shouldn't have had a BMW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and at, as an owner of one, the maintenance, if you don't get an extended plan, people, yeah, you don't get it. Ex- hey, last time something Look, happened. I'm driving a Mazda and I'm fine with it. If you do not have <laughs> an extended plan on the maintenance, first of all, when they told me my first, I went in for an oil change, a new battery, and two other things, and they were like, here's your bill. And it was more than my mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, my my yeah. My, my, <laughs> my timing belt slipped on the highway. That'll do it. Slipped and got into the engine. Took it to BMW. They were like, "Oh, it's kind of messy up in that engine. Kind of the pieces got up in the engine. We gotta take that. You know, we gotta drop it and take clean it out. It's gonna be about forty five hundred. I about to say five thousand. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? You just keep it. Keep it. <laughs> you know, but I have a mechanic here that he did it for yeah, me. Too. So you got to be smart with it. You can have a BMW, right. but just don't take it to the BMW to get you to get it fixed. You know, but you know, but that's my biggest thing is just we're at a point now where we can start to look beyond ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and truly build something for our families. And so ultimately, that's why I'm in this business is to change, pretty much change. I always say I want to change people's family tree. I love it. So mm-hmm. I want to be the first person in my family to pass on like true wealth, mm. you know, not just pass on a house, which is great. You know what I'm saying? Houses are blessings, um, but truly pass on like a legacy of money. Yeah. Like so that when, you know, when you graduate, you know, we graduate from school, if you have some loan debts, you feel pressure to take a job because I have to pay off this, this loan. You know, you feel pressure to have a job because you have to have the benefits and stuff. But when you don't have those pressures, there's a freedom that comes with that. 
what about Isla? You mentioned you had your four-year-old. What does she know about money? How does she react when she gets money and uh, things like that? Uh, she knows that money buys things. Okay. Um, <laughs> or, you know, the pan, like this year was a bad year for, because with her turning four, I had so many plans for her, right? Mm-hmm. Like the one thing, I, the first lesson I wanted to do with her is when she's with me, pay cash for everything. Good. Right. So that she can understand that cash means that you're, it's an exchange for service. It's an exchange. Right. exchange cash is cash. Mm-hmm. You know, with credit, I mean, with a card, that could be a credit card. Right. It doesn't always, or debit, you know That's what I'm saying? Right. With cash, you get something back. So mm-hmm. it's a transaction. So I wanted to, you know, have her start shopping for herself. Like if she want to buy a toy, you know, here's the money for it. Mm-hmm. buy it yourself so she can get that transaction that 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 transaction okay but with COVID, i'm not using cash right you yeah know, it's right. the range of money mm-hmm. you know so that was kind of disappointing but you know but she saves like so anytime you know that her uncle her uncle gives her money like he'll give her cash or like you know older family members they'll slide a 10 here you can give her 20 dollars you gave me five, five cent. No, <laughs> but, but no, but, um, but she has a piggy bank, you know, and she put some money in there. But okay. one thing I wanted to start doing is take that money out of the piggy bank and have, a, I saw, a, I read an article about, um, had mason jars so you can oh. see the money, see the money, yeah. the money grow and accumulate, but then have three mason jars. It was, um, it was a saving, a spending jar, um, a saving jar and a giving jar. And just so, so whenever you get that $20 from your uncle Kylan or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll break it up into, you know, a 10, a five and ones Mm -hmm. allocate it to spending, saving and then giving. And maybe you buy a kid a toy or something or buy somebody something in the store. I love that. You know, to get an idea of, you know, charitable acts, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's something that I wanted to, I want to start doing. Haven't started it yet, but maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I got some mason jars. The mason jar <laughs> works for adults too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I use my I use my mason jars for loose dollar bills and change mm-hmm. for denominations under ten dollars. So and I did that. For rarely the have cash. I, and I rarely do, but when I do, and I have to take some. If I have something that's less than ten dollars, I put it in the mason jar. Yeah. You just you just have one jar. I, have, I just have one. So okay. yeah, I'll just I have a jar like that. But with with coins, like cash, put it in there. And like a year, like before the panty, um, I used them dollars and celebrated at the strip club. We had a fun time. But you know, you can use that as like at the end of the year, you can you save it or do something with it. But it's just it's just another little safe plus it's also nice to have a go bag instead of in case the a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. happens or yeah, something have cash <laughs> in the house um to, to, to the point of having cash and you know leslie said you don't use cash mm-hmm. but when i have clients that have that have spending like have like true spending problems and they want to get correct things or pay down debt right i'll do the cash sim you ever heard of the envelope system mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. you know it works like Hi, i'm sherry and i'm a spendaholic yeah. See, that's my thing with cash because, like, I don't be paying attention. And then saying, I'm like, I had this amount of money, and where the hell did I spend it? So I don't. I, with the card, I I'm watching my account, and I can see exactly where okay. I put it. 
there's no, there's no mental trigger when you swipe your card, though. That's true. There's, there's a mental trigger when you use your cash because you realize That's that true. Oh, I only got, you know, $40 left. And, you know, for instance, grocery, the grocery store, right? It's perfect for the grocery store. You know, whatever your grocery budget is, say your grocery budget is $300, then that's, if that's your budget, put $300 in a cash envelope and when you go grocery shopping, use that cash and it will, it will transform the way you do your grocery shopping mm -hmm. because you won't be buying the things that aren't on the list because ultimately... You can make that, you need to make that $300 last for the month. So but I mean, I, I can say that I like with, with that, I'm not one of those that really goes outside of my list. Um, but I am, a, it's a problem when I, I, cause I don't splurge on myself often. So probably about every quarter I take a day and I'm like, here's what right. I'm going to spend. And that's it. Like, but I prepare for it mentally and financially mm -hmm. because I don't, I can't always do it. Even when, so you like to eat out. Right. Mm -hmm. So right. even with your, if you have a spending plan, spending plan, mm -hmm. um, you know, having a, a, a envelope, a cash envelope for eating that. Yes. That will also change up the way you eat out. You'll oh say, yeah, well. You know what? I might not need that second drink. And for some, for some up. people, you can, you can, you can do the envelope budget or envelope spending plan <laughs> with <laughs> your bank accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I with with ING, who is now Capital One. Yep. They'll let sure, you, we're here. You, they let you open multiple accounts. So yep. I have literally I have my nails. Per, it's basically personal and the money and it's automated. So as soon as my check comes in. But, sorry, I hit my laptop. Look, I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as my paycheck comes in um, and then I get paid monthly. So. Oh, really? Girl. We didn't know that. I've monthly. I've been there. I did that one time and I said. Monthly. Monthly. No, I did it twice. That's monthly. monthly. That's challenging. Monthly. It, it's, it is extremely challenging. It's and literally, challenging. I have to be like, okay, well, here's the necessities. They're paid. Mm -hmm. They're gone. And then, all right, let's split out what's left. Right. And by the 15th, if there's no money, we eating bologna sandwiches. <laughs> 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 but you got a roof red over your strip. head. Got to. Red strip. Yeah. Red strip, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's good bologna, though. <laughs> they say you're supposed to fry it with the strip on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so you got to cut, you gotta cut them slits and make sure that joint don't bubble up too high. You got to slice it. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yes, you can. You can either do it physically or you can do it electronically. Yes. You like this electronic, I mean, this um, physical envelope thing. Yeah, I mean, like I have, so I have a grandma and I put quotations because I haven't had grandparents since I was 14. <laughs> but she, she kind of, she like adopted us as her grandkids. Mm -hmm. So she actually sends me a check every month. And that is what I use to splurge. I don't touch any of my money, oh. and whatever she sends me, I just splurge with that. And I like not. to adopt me. Grandma. <laughs> I need one. Hello. 
<laughs> she's just so proud of me and what I'm doing. And she also, she worked in the profession that I'm working in. So she knows ain't that you ain't getting nothing. So let me, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I'm 37, but I'm not ashamed of that. Like she loves me enough to be like, I know what you're working with. So yeah. here's some, here's a little something, do whatever you want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't spend outside of that. And if I don't spend it at all, then I put it away. But like, that joint has come in clutch if I've needed or wanted something. So <laughs> there's that. But anyway, okay. Next well, question. <laughs> Next question. Well, I have a question. And yes. this is I, okay. So about like relationships and dating. I mean, dating and money, something like that. <laughs> relationships and money. So because we're all, us women, we're all single ready to mingle but (laughs) okay so I have a question should a person disclose or even ask on I would say a first date or the first few dates about a person's money situation or like their credit score or you know something like that I think it's kind of intrusive in the beginning to have that kind of that conversation but once y'all begin to get into the stages of becoming a couple I think it's I think it's safer to, to ask that question then but if a woman asks me off the bat, I mean, talking about money does not bother me. Um, mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's taboo. It's a hard yes. subject. It's a hard yeah. conversation. And yeah. maybe, you know, it's the wrong guy. It may turn him off. Like, why should you want to know about that? Mm-hmm. You know, but when it, once you get to a point where you're serious about um, settling down and actually going together, is that what they call it? Going <laughs> <laughs> together. Listen, we don't know. Um, <laughs> you ain't going with nothing. Yes, you know, but at that point, when you're a little more serious, then we can have that discussion. Because um, I think it, it should be something that's talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've had clients that are married that have no clue what their spouse makes. Like, I, Yeah, I know. I have friends like that. I had a client. Yeah, I had a client that was saying that the only reason why he knows how much his wife makes is because he saw it on the tax return. Mm. But I guess, I mean, is, is that, that healthy? healthy? Yeah. I don't think it's healthy. I mean, you're one. And that's my biggest thing with couples is, is that you have a lot of couples that are married, but they live like roommates. Come okay. on. I'm not splitting yeah. bills. When I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't split. Like right. my, wife, my wife pays, I mean, she pays half of everything. And I'm like, but you're together as one. Right. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. I've seen so you know Venmo is very intrusive like it tells what you oh, do. Yeah. Yeah. you can turn that off and I've seen and I've seen a, a husband uh-huh. put bills and then their share and I'm like yeah and I'm like and I was wondering I'm like is that weird like I feel like that's very weird yeah, yeah. and I think ultimately that's something that we have to change because ultimately you're doing you're not doing the right thing for your family Mm-hmm. And you're, when you're living like that, think about having those two salaries, and after you pay the expenses together, how much money's left and what you can do yeah. with it. Versus right. I put money in this investment account, and I put money in this investment account. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but if you put that money together in the investment account, it's gonna grow stronger. Come on. And faster. You know. You know. You know. But and compare. Yeah. Maybe you do it separate for the first year or so, and then it's like, okay, well, who's performed better? And then, you know, then you shift to the person who's got the better performance. It's just, 
it makes me think about the question that we asked the guys about um, <laughs> if you're in a marriage and one of you is coming in with, well, the man, because they're typically the ones paying child support, coming in and they're paying child support, should that come from your individual money or from the joint account? What is your What is your answer? <laughs> Ultimately, but, but for real though, I mean, it depends on the couple, right? Yeah. Of course. So, because some people will say, I'm not paying that. Ain't my kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yet at the same time, it, it is your kid. Right. And that that was the, the argument was like, this is now our kid. This is now our bill. So this should be coming from our money. And somebody was like, nah, this was your kid before. <laughs> but people, but at the same time, it's the same thing. I look at that as like student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. My wife has student loan debt, and we pay it. I, we pay it. We you know, pay it. It's we. Ours. It's Ooh, we look at that. We pay it. Um, we pay it. But some people will say, "I didn't get that degree. I didn't okay. get that's a good way. A good people like that though. But people yeah. are like that. I paid mine off. You pay yours off. You know. But you have people that are like that. But ultimately, the biggest thing is how quick can we get that off our books right. so we can then invest that payment into something else. But with child support, it, there is no. Oh, it's for, yeah, so eighteen. Right. <laughs> there is no. How quick can we get this eliminated? No, you just pay it to you. Eighteen. <laughs> so, um, and I guess I think about that because, like, so for instance, I met a guy who has um, no debt, zero debt, because he had a scholarship to school. Mm-hmm. He's he's pay if he if he can't pay for it outright, he doesn't get it. Yeah. So he has zero debt, and here I come with these student loans, and I feel a way, regardless of whether or not they have debt, but I feel a way about bringing that kind of debt into the relationship. So I have had that challenge of thinking like, dang, like I've always said that I would be the one responsible for it, but I've also had people say, no, nah, y'all together now, so it's y'all's debt. And I'm like, it hey. Is. It is. But, that's, I mean, but you want to make sure that he's okay with it. Okay with it. You know, right. and, and this right. is a conversation right. to be had. I think mm-hmm. ultimately, you just gotta talk about it. Right. You know? mm-hmm. no, yeah. there's no, there's no hitting. There should be no. What well, I was gonna say, hitting figures. There should be no figures. Too <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, nice. <laughs> <laughs> just put it on the table and, and work yeah. through. It. And why it. is that conversation so hard for people to have? Easy. I, th- I think. I think it's people are embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come in and yeah. you got. Forty thousand dollars of credit card debt and no and no savings, you'd be embarrassed to bring that that situation to someone yeah. who has their stuff together. Yeah, you know, because he may not want you after that. Right. You know, also very real. But but that that goes back to my point of like, well, how soon should we be having this conversation? Because if I can get out of it ahead of time without wasting years of my life, not me per se, but just you know, as someone speaking. We could have had this conversation a month into it, and I could have not been okay with that and said, you know what, that's not a situation I want to deal with, so let me nick this now and go my own way. Yeah, I don't think anybody should be dating for years, though. I mean, you know, you know, with comments, well, not you years, per se. But... Like, you know, but I, I do believe to have that conversation, you should be serious. And, okay. and both want to be together in a relationship. And then we can have that discussion. You know, because then at that point, he may be like, I don't care about your loans because I owe you and this isn't what I want and we'll do it together. 
Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's one love. Then say, here's the receipt <laughs> from my law degree. Got it. <laughs> Because that, that 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 is just one aspect of a person. Like at the end of the yeah. day, that's the reality of it. That's just a, mm-hmm. a part of a person. That's not who they are as a as a as a whole. So that's fair. And there's a lot to consider with why they have that debt because yeah. it really could be very circumstantial. There was right. no other option. So I, I just feel like you have to be careful because there's a lot of people who finance shame people, and I'm yes. like, you have no idea what this person has gone through and how they got to this point. Yes, there are people out here just spending to be spending and building debt and building debt, but there are some people who may, it's not even just not having another option, but don't know another option, which again, I think is why this conversation is is so very important. Let's say, and to make it easier for the person who may have the debt is bringing it in there, make sure that when you present it, that you're having, that you're working through fixing right. it. You know, right. so I have this debt, but this is what I'm doing to, to fix it. Fix it, yes. You know, or I have this the spending. But I'm also working with a, a coach to get my my, mm-hmm. my money habits in better order. So mm-hmm. I'm doing something constructive to fix the or mitigate the issue. Right. You know and but don't just be like, yeah, I got this four hundred, this four eighty credit score, and I haven't been paying. I got this credit card debt. Nah, that you do something about. Be doing something about yeah, it. Right. Conversation. So right. Know, at least she's working towards something, you know. And right. you never know, like credit scores d- don't tell everything because I know I was a victim of um, identity theft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. was sitting in my house and got a, a, a license with someone else's name and face. That was my address and social security number. I said, "Who is Ruby? Who is this Ruby girl? <laughs> <laughs> who who is <this> how? <laughs> like." What is happening? And so I'm constantly checking. Like you just never know what someone how they got to where they are. So that's why and, you have to be careful with that conversation. I heard this the other day, and it's not something that's um unheard of, but like mom, like parents putting yes. things in their kids' names yes. and not telling them about it. Yes. They, and they don't know about it until they finish college and they go to get uh a credit card or go get the you know finance something get a car and it's like you have like twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt wait i don't have a credit card worse i had some i had i knew some people that that happened in law school because they were trying to get their law school financial aid situation straight and credit checks were run and they were like you had a utility bill when you were three yeah and it's still here on your credit but that tell you, but why is it still there? Well, I guess. But it. I mean, I'm. I'm exaggerating, like, right. but still, like yeah. utility That's bills right. from being a minor, yeah, could potentially still be there. I yeah. check my credit score all the time because I'm just waiting for Columbia House to come after me for all them CDs <laughs> that I got. They already came for me. They ruined my credit when I was 13. I fixed that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's gone now. My mother was. It probably is gone, and I didn't know check. then, but I'm like, Columbia House fit to get But them 10 CDs, 121 <laughs> CDs, ruined my credit. Just lying to me. <laughs> you told me it cost a penny. Right? <laughs> I didn't know I had to do stuff. Here's the penny. <laughs> right. Let's that penny. The nostalgia on that one right there. Okay. And these kids will never know. Never these know. kids will never know. Never. Anyway. Well, this conversation, I think, was the bomb. It was. Do it very, in, very informative. No, it was any, any takeaway tips for us, Chris? 
with a K. Yeah, just going back to spending plans, Joe. I think that's the that's the that's the that's the number one step is truly sitting down. You have the income coming in. You have these monthly expenses, these fixed expenses, and seeing what's left afterwards, mm-hmm. right? And then make the, the decision as what can I do with that money. Mm-hmm. That money should have a place too, whether it goes to your travel budget, whether it goes to open a brokerage account, you know, to invest, start to invest, you know. But it's the goal is to make sure that you know what your discretionary funds look like. Most people don't know what they look like. So just track your spending. Just track your spending and build a plan. Your, every month is different. So people like, I'll meet the client, like, yeah, we have a budget. And like my, my trick question is, so how often do you update it? Uh, every six months. Every month's different. Mm-hmm. Every month is not the same. Read me for filth. <laughs> <laughs> so you should have a different budget every month because you might have a, a trip that you're going to take, a road trip, and you're going to be spending there. Your budget's different. So you have to account for it. So everything that you have, you know, everything that you do should have a category within your your spending plan, you know. So just try to start that out, and you know, meet with a professional and do it, get an assessment to make sure that you're doing the right thing or get their professional opinion. You know, we, we don't WebEx. I mean, WebEx our lives or doc, what's it WebMD, WebMD, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> and go to the, we go to the doctor get a, a true assessment of what we're going through, and we mm-hmm. may start with WebMD. You know, yeah. but whether he's not going to fix you or, or yes, financial, you. physical. Okay. <laughs> you know, financial, physical, you know, financial, physical. All right. Write that down too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll trademark a few of these things. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm over here. Like we, we need to do another uh, lady cookies on three challenge because spending a savings challenge. Yeah. I don't know yet, but something. Hey blue. I think that's cool. Like, like having things like that or even like doing like having an investment, challenge like let's we don't invest right now let's all start investing a hundred dollars a month and let's see at the end of the year who has the most money you know just doing stuff like that that will curve your habits to you know and you know say you know the winner will take you out to eat or we'll take you on a a mini vacation you know what i'm saying doing things like that it all benefits everyone in the group yep Mm -hmm. together you know what I'm saying, but you're also going to be accumulating wealth. And it sounds it sounds fun. You know, it gets you kind of excited. Challenging. Yeah. Um, but that's the whole goal is wealth accumulation. Uh, we can't no longer we can't long we can't any longer let our money just sit in the bank. After yeah. we have yeah. our emergency funds and our, our nest egg, mm-hmm. we need to be putting away our money into building wealth. Yes. Point blank. It doesn't matter. Like once you have three months or six months or four months, whatever your your nest egg looks like, mm-hmm. anything else, like you should be putting it in investments and building wealth. That, like Leslie said, that was an awesome conversation. We will definitely do this again with some new questions. Um, but yeah, so we want to thank Chris for joining us on another episode of Lady Fugus on Three. And uh, don't forget to follow us over on our YouTube and Instagram and social media and all that stuff. And we'll leave Chris's information about his business down in the description box as well. So you can go ahead, just click the link and it'll take you right to where you need to go. And um, Chris, you got you got something to toast too, because when we get in this episode. You got some tea. Oh, perfect. Look at that. <laughs> hey, hi, hey. All right, Leslie, Leslie, sing us out.
<laughs> Somebody say Lady Cougars on three. One, two, three. Lady, Lady Cougars. Cougars. <laughs> He's like, what? Right. <laughs> she normally don't have the guests do it, but we felt you were special. Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on in there. <laughs> Somebody say Lady Cougars on three.